Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What's good, Internet? It is June 9th, 2017, and you are listening to Waypoint Radio. E3 is just about here. It is Friday. Uh, tomorrow will be like the first day of events. We're going to go out to, to EA Play, which is not anywhere near where E3 is, unfortunately, frustratingly. Uh, and then after that, there's all of the press conferences all throughout the weekend and, uh, and on Monday. Uh, and, you know, we are actually recording this a couple days ahead of time. So we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, kind of what we, what we think is going to happen, what we want to happen. There are a couple of embargoes that are over that I can now talk about after my, my Judges Week experiences. But I guess just like big picture. Like Patrick, you've been writing a couple stories about what Sony and Microsoft are are, uh, are going to probably do or what they need to do. Uh, Danielle and Rob, we've had these talks, you know, kind of in our Discord and just with each other. Like, oh, what are we what are we looking forward to? Is there anything any announcements we're hoping for? Where are we at on E three right now? Where what are we feeling? I'm just very upset that there's supposedly not going to be anything on Death Stranding, the Mpreg, you know, the game we all wanted. The game we all know and love. That's that's we, all I want. I just, I just want bananas bullshit. That's are not, all I want mm-hmm. from E3 anymore. So we are not currently recording video of this episode, <laughs> but I need everyone at listening at home to know that our, our new intern, Natalie. Hi, Natalie. <laughs> when Danielle said Mpreg, Natalie's eyes darted up <laughs> as if a human had been shot in front of her, um, which is fair. That's fair. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah, no Death Stranding, though. Kojima will be there because okay. part of the announcement uh, today that, that came out, we're recording this a couple days earlier yeah. again, of the, the E3 Coliseum, which are these like panels, kind of PAX-style panels, yeah. or Comic-Con-style panels, I guess it's probably closer, is that uh, Hideo Kojima and who's going to be in that panel with him? Does anybody remember? It's a director of. Uh, it's, a, it's a film director. It is a film director. Oh, it's yeah. It's the it's the, it's the director of uh, uh, Kong Skull Island. Which Kong is right, a, right, right, yes. um, right. Which uh, if if you do a search for like the Kong Skull Island video game references, there'll be a bunch of articles that. Mm. Um, this is a guy that for a long time has uh, tried to has been attached to. Um, uh, a Metal Gear Solid um, adaptation, and so he's like met with Kojima about it, and uh, in uh, Kong Skull Island, which I, I haven't seen because I barely go to movies anymore, I'm get, get that shit up on iTunes so I can rent it, please. Um, <laughs> you can uh, there's a bunch it, of like uh, like very specific homages to video games, like there are like shots on the island that mm-hmm. uh, are are like pulls from Journey, and like gotcha. so it's not like hey, I love Mario, like this guy is like very specific. Um, <laughs> Uh, People references. like Mario sometimes, yeah, Patrick. Do. Don't drag him. Yeah, I um, know, but that's like most. You know, it's like ah, like video games. Like bleep bleep. Right. It's like no, like he like shut up a sh- set up a shot and snuck in a reference to Journey. Like I have a lot of respect that's for good. that. Fair. It's Jordan Vote Roberts, I think is good name. Yeah, that's, that's his a good name. name. That is yeah. his name. All right. Um. So yeah, that stuff will be happening. Uh, Hideo Kojima will be there, but there will be no Death Stranding. What else don't we expect to be at E3? That's actually a good a good game. Mm. What else is not Final Fantasy VII? Is Pray Final Fantasy VII going to show up? Yeah. Oh, there'll be a trailer. There'll be there'll be there'll be six seconds of new footage. First episode <laughs> coming. First episode coming in 2020. 
Shenmue? No Shenmue. No Shenmue no on Shenmue. stage. No way. They already, they already said Shenmue will not be there. Despite uh, the fact that their Kickstarter says that game is shipping in December. <laughs> that game's not shipping in December. <laughs> never. December 2021. Stuff that will never yeah. show up. Red Dead won't show up. Yeah. Also delayed, obviously. And also Rockstar just doesn't care about E3, uh, apparently. Uh, not enough to make to show up there, which is fair. Uh, I will say that um, th- that game was supposed to be at uh, E3 last year. Um, oh, that's true. For, that's true. That's true. That's true. There was there was a trailer for Red Dead. Um, That's right. Um, that was supposed to premiere last and then, year. Tragically, um, and then, yeah, there was a tragically there was a shooting, shooting in Orlando, oh, right, 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 and yeah. so they they skipped on that. That's yeah. true. That's true. That's so fair. maybe they will show up again. Maybe they'll show up and and just say hey. We have exclusive content for one console or something. That's that's true. Any other big names that aren't going to show up or, or that you wish would show up? Prey um, 2 by Prey Human two, Head Studios. Like I said, no, the old Prey 2. Prey, Prey 2, 2013. Prey two. Right, the dude is, in the beanie. The dude in the beanie who's yeah. a space bounty hunter probably won't show up. I'm very sad about that. Hitman. Ugh. Oh, come on. Ugh. Hitman. Oh, it hurts. Probably won't show this up. This is the it saddest hurts. segment. Like, oh, my what, God. What are we doing here? Welcome like, to E3 from you, Waypoint. What would you like the industry to give you? And it won't. Never will. And it'll never will. <laughs> mm. All right, so we'll pivot, Rob, for you and me, Mr. Positive. What are you looking forward to? What are the things that you think will be there and you're, like, excited to see the pitch? So I'm actually really excited to sort of, like, take a look at uh, the new Total Total War Warhammer. Oh, mm-hmm. um, Total Warhammer 2, mm-hmm. uh, as I will inev- inevitably start calling it. Yep. Um, and in part, like, this is... My, my feelings here are mixed, because on the one hand... I can't think of another case where Creative Assembly made two Total War games in such quick succession about the same topic. Like, usually, like, they revisit every topic just about, but usually there's, like, a gap between them and, like, a sort of uh, generational shift in terms of engine. Mm -hmm. And I'm actually just really interested to see, like, uh, what they're going to be, how they're going to sort of be reinventing a game that was that was already pretty cool and doing a really interesting. Um, what if it was like Renaissance European warfare, but with like vampires and shit? Hmm. Um, I'm actually really interested to see like the next iteration it, it, of that. It's more. So I played that, and the embargo on that was actually up a couple days ago. I played that at Judges Week. And it's more of the thing you played, except different factions and a different map. Like, uh, there, it doesn't seem like they're making any big changes to the way that that stuff works. They're talking about this game as if it's a trilogy. And in what I saw, it reminded me of old school big expansions more than a proper, than like what you think of as a numbered RTS sequel or strategy game sequel. So it's, it's I mean, here's what I'll, here's the pitch. Ready? What if Warhammer uh, Total, what if Total Warhammer won, except this time there are sun worshiping lizards who also have, uh, dinosaurs that they ride around on, and also the dinosaurs can shoot lasers sometimes. I mean, that sounds pretty good. Finally, it's the Age of Mythology <laughs> sequel I've been waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. So that's that's like the, one of the big factions. Is that there's some new stuff. I don't want to. I'm not. I don't want to downplay that, that there's nothing new. There's some cool stuff with the factions. There's cool stuff with starting at different parts of this map. The map seems really cool. There's a huge like magical cyclone at the center of one of the starting positions for for one of the elves. There's like a. It seems like a good thing, but like I don't think if you bounced off of the first Total War Warhammer, there's nothing in their pitch that makes me think this is the one you'll jump in on. Um, one of the things that's interesting is down the not at launch but soon after um, they talked about like being able to hook up with the previous game and so like mm-hmm. that that could be a cool thing if you're really into that first game combining those two games and seeing like how all that plays out could be really cool what else what else are people excited about I'm not sure if it's gonna uh, be oh sorry Patrick you go ahead you have a lot look, to be excited I just, about I know I, ju- I just I want to know I want uh-huh. to record 
how much time NAC 2 is given <laughs> at Sony's press mm-hmm. conference. Like, the, the, the Cerny debt how, that they're working <laughs> the on. The Cerny debt, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, the only reason that game exists, the only reason that game got a sequel is Cerny debt. And so, like, <sighs> they got to give it a spot at the press, right? Like, they have to. They, they have to. They have well, they to give it a open spot. Open with NAC 2. And they get it oh, out of the way. Oh, that would. Mm, Oh my God! Please do it! Please do it! I heard the chef's kiss there. What if there's yes? What if there's a man in a knack suit, and then a second man in a second knack suit, knack two, put it together, and then one of them takes his head off, and inside is Mark Cerny, and then another one takes his head off, and it's Mark Cerny, but spelled differently with a C instead of a K or a K instead of a C. I never get his name right, and it's there were twins the whole time, and that's the reveal. Knack two coming this fall. Is that when NAC, when's NAC yes. 2 coming? That's, uh, it's coming on uh, NAC o'clock. I don't know. Okay. There's got to be a month with NAC. NAC 2 so release date. Sometime, I'm sometime this fall. I'm the yeah. first person, it says here. I'm the first person to type in NAC 2 release date into Google. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get, you get, a, you know, you get some, uh, some Google credit if, you, if you're the first one to search yeah. for something. Uh, <laughs> so NAC 2, that's fun. I'm curious to see the pitch. Again, for me, E3 is like, how are you going to sell this? What are you yeah. gonna, how are you going to pitch this to people? This is the big stage. How do you convince someone that NAC 2 is the thing that they're going to want to play? I'm not dissing on NAC. NAC is fine. We'll play NAC at some point in the future. <laughs> we, yes, we will. I, I think you have to. And we'll play Knack 2. 2. Knack to Knack. 2. Knack to Knack, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, but I, th- I think, actually, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely curious to see. It sounds like, based on uh, the fact that like, Nintendo is doing sign-ups in Canada to have like Super Mario Odyssey kiosks, yeah. yep. I feel like that's a... a, a, a I, I'm looking for whatever signs I can get. That's it's a tipping coming. of the hand yeah. that that game is actually going to ship this year. You know, Eurogamer, mm-hmm. who has a very strong track record of reporting, said that, you know, had reported prior to uh, around the time the Switch launched and after we'd seen Super Mario Odyssey that that game is essentially done and they're just sitting on it as a way of uh, padding out sort of the Switch release schedule. That's like the thing that a Nint- every Nintendo fan would love to. That's the that's the me. The Nintendo fan wants to hear that that's the thing they're doing, but mm-hmm. does not believe it could be true. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm very much looking forward to playing that game because it is I, Super Mario 3D Land, Super Mario 3D World, the Galaxy games. Like those are like my everything in terms of uh, sort of like my pure fandom. And so I'm excited to play that. I'm excited to see what that game actually is because I think that trailer was like deliberately oblique in terms of what actually is going on in yeah. that game. I'm um, like, what is New Donk City? You know, I'm, I'm look for, looking forward to finding more, more about the It's mythology. a level, right? Like, that's the, I, I love New Donk City. It's a level, right? That's what it's going to be. Or a world. Or, or maybe a world. it's a hub. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, the hub. Okay, maybe it's a hub. The way that Galaxy had, like, different galaxies were kind of different yes. worlds, yes. and then within But, them. like, that trailer also had, like, a candy-looking place. It and, did. And, like, uh, some other zones. Bubbly stuff. A bubbly place. Yeah, yeah all the zones. Um, and, yeah. Then, and then the other one, uh, which sounds like it'll probably get announced, although we don't know for sure, is uh, that uh, there were some leaked screenshots and artwork for a Life is Strange prequel. Right. Um, so there is already a Life is Strange sequel confirmed to be made by Don't Nod, the original developers Correct. of Life is Strange. They haven't given any indications of what that game is, if it's going to pick up with the characters from the original game. Like, there has been a, th- a theory that I- I've hoped for that they would just turn Life is Strange into an yeah, anthology series. that's what I that want. Like, I want an anthology that, series. I don't want yeah, to see Yeah, I want something to, tonally similar <sighs> to Life is Strange, and, and maybe even in the same world, like, yeah. so that they could do... References. Like, fu- fun nods and cameos, yes. but that it was largely separated from the events of, of Life is Strange. It's, it's, um, uh, it's don't nod, not fun nod. So... Right. 
Don't. They're not nodding. They're just... Don't nod. Don't nod. Not gotcha. fun. Oh. Gotcha. Uh, uh, so I'm yeah. curious what the game is. Like, it's not that I wouldn't want to learn more about those characters, except that I left that game <gasps> not needing, not feeling yeah, the not need at all. to learn about their past. Like, I felt like so much of... Uh, part of what was strong about that game was the, the implied relationship uh, between them and, like, what they had gone through in the past. So... Uh, I'm not saying it can't be good. I would. I will happily play it. I will take more of those characters. I'm. I, is it going to be sci-fi? Are they going to ditch that conceit? Like, there's a lot of questions I have about how they actually. Well, it's set time travel, up. right? Like, it's just going to it'll send you back somehow. And now you have powers again, right? They've had that rewind thing in two or three different games of theirs now. <laughs> yeah. That was in Remember Me right. too, right? So like. Uh, it's not like they're going to ditch that, I don't think. I don't know, maybe they will. Maybe they'll just do a straight-up adventure. Or maybe the prequel will not have that. Maybe the prequel, which probably won't come from Don't Nod, won't have any of that stuff, and it'll just be something else. Uh, yep. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see what that is, especially because Don't Nod, uh, ha- like, if you've played, you know, like, Remember Me, um, they have a very specific aesthetic. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean that, like, in terms of tone and, 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 and everything, and that is, like, s- slightly off. But I is endearing throughout a lot of their work, and that seems like a difficult thing to replicate. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. I'm curious, um, and that's that's probably more than I can say for a lot of games. So uh, I, <laughs> I I want to see more from it. Uh, one for me is, and I'm actually just curious to see what people think about this because it's it's a real game. It's a real <laughs> game, and it's okay. coming out soon, and it's going to be at E3. And in fact, I think it's it's info will have dropped yesterday if you're listening to this. Fortnite is real. Oh, Fortnite, the game. It's a real that, game. It's a real game, and no one has talked it. it hmm. They announced that what 2013, 2014? A while ago. Yeah. Uh, and it was supposed to be the first of the games using the the most recent version of the Unreal Engine, Unreal Engine Five. That's a good guess. I think it's Unreal Engine Five. Yeah. Um And. Uh, I actually no, it's four. It's Unreal Engine okay. four, and and it was at the pre E three Judges Week thing, and I got to play some Fortnite. Not there, but since then they sent out code, and um, that game exists <laughs> and is different than what I thought it would be. So Fortnite, when it was first pitched, looked sort of like just a horde mode from Gears of War, in which you would like come under attack, and I thought it would just be that basically, um, and you would build stuff, you'd build traps, and then enemies would bounce into the traps, and you'd kill the enemies. And all that's there. But there's also this meta structure that I didn't anticipate at all in which you have different characters that you can play as who has different special abilities. You have a huge research tree. You're kind of building out um, – almost building out a base, like not in terms of like what it structurally looks like, like XCOM, but recruiting characters, finding characters, like unlockable, unlockable characters from packs basically. Hmm. Or it's not really packs. It's There's a weird loot system okay. where you can have like a scientist or like um, a medic or whatever that are make that are giving you passive bonuses or that are doing research for you back at base to unlock new abilities. Uh, and then all of that turns into then those those horde mode missions where you are out in a really cool world and you're building bases and are digging through things with your, your pickaxe. And um, it, it's been kind of fun. Like I haven't put a ton of hours into it or anything like that, this preview build. Uh, but that's coming out soon also. Like that's kind of the, the thing that's exciting for me is I like it when things at E3 are like, oh, hey, guess what? Like – this is coming this summer, and Fortnite is coming, like, in late July. I think it might be on my birthday. It's, like, July 25th or something like that. So, like... Or something like that. It's somewhere in there. Okay. It's somewhere in the end of July. Uh, and I remember thinking one of these games came out, is coming out on my birthday at 
that the Judges Week thing. I could, I think it's this one. I'm not 100 percent sure. So I'm really excited for people to see that that's a real thing and like have a response to it, especially in the post Overwatch world because it's very character driven and like Pixar adjacent. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like very like that style. Oh, cartoony, but like a little tiny bit of a mature edge to it, like a playful like late teen edge to it. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious about about that. I'm excited for people to see it. That sounds pretty cool. What else? What else is going on that, that people are have feelings about? I mean, I, I'm most excited about Mario, but I'm also excited yeah, sure. about the fact that it, this might this might be nothing, but it stirs a little bit of hope in my double fine heart mm. that Jack Black and Tim Schafer have a panel or whatever they're calling it at the Coliseum yeah. to talk about. Now, I, that doesn't mean I need Brutal Legend 2. You need Brutal Legend 2. I, I might not need a sequel to that game. It's one of my favorite games, but something that speaks to that level of Maybe if not budget, at least co- like creative collaboration mm-hmm. that that made something like Brutal Legend awesome. That and of course I I'm curious to see if Psychonauts two is around. There was the Psychonauts Good VR question. game that came out that uh, I didn't hear much about other than it exists. Know, it exists and it seemed really cool and it was a cool adventure game. Yeah. Uh, but obviously I know VR stuff is another question. I know that's something that Patrick you wrote about today as well or not today. Sorry, a few days ago. As well, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I mentioned that in the the analysis. Yeah, I guess it's a few days ago when this podcast goes up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. I mean, I get. Yeah, that's one thing I'm I'm looking for. Hopefully, for me, three is to see like what Sony's level of commitment to VR is. Um, you know, in that they, you know, they released like a really solid, you know, price friendly, you know, consumer VR product, and you know, Resident Evil Seven was great, and there was some cool stuff at launch that was promising and you know some of the games that have gotten vr support along the way like that nog puzzler game is is oh yeah Mm -hmm. um but i i'm 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 hopeful that uh after they've said they're they're extremely happy with the sales of their vr headset i would hope that's an indication that they're going to double down on announcing some cool stuff for that and so i'm as someone that uh was really high on vr and then has kind of cooled on it because there just hasn't been much to to, to do in it other than show people right. that haven't used VR before. Like, here's the cool stuff in VR. Um, I'd really love to see some ambitious uh, stuff at E3, and I'm 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 hoping that we'll we'll get some of that. So I will say I was shocked that one of my favorite demos at Judges Week was a VR demo. Hmm. Um, I, there were too many VR things at, at Judges Week, and I mean maybe there weren't. Maybe the fact that I have a good one is indicative of the fact that there were a bunch, and it was like a throw a spaghetti at the wall thing, and like <laughs> something stuck. Uh, and that was a game called Echo Arena, uh, which is an Oculus game. I forget who the dev is on it. Uh, I think it was, no, not Servios. Servios did the other things. Um, uh, the name of the, Ready at Dawn. It's a Ready at Dawn game. Oh, oh, uh, oh. Lone Echo is the single player version of it, and Echo Arena is the multiplayer. And I'm going to like try to explain it because it's, it's I'm not going to try to explain it for too long. No one wants to hear me talk about fucking VR games. I know how podcasts work. <laughs> uh, it, it's a multiplayer VR game. It's a multiplayer VR game in which you're floating around in zero G and you can like propel yourself by kicking yourself off of things or like pushing yourself off of things, which sounds like it might make you nauseous. And I'm a person who has gotten nauseous in VR before, but I didn't. Uh, and you kind of grab a ball and try to throw it through a hoop at the end of a huge arena that you're kind of floating through in zero-G. And that's all really great. Here are two things that make it better. Seeing another person in a in a multiplayer space in VR is still incredible. Like someone tilting their head and having them tilt their head feels really good. Like because there's something about real human motion that is unpredictable in a way that animation is not yeah. yet. Um, 
two really good is one time Greg Miller had the ball and was floating through space towards the goal, and I grabbed onto him with one hand, then crawled up the back of his back, and then punched him in the fucking head and took the ball from him, and that felt really good. Uh, and then I tossed it downfield, and somebody else, Charlie Hall or somebody, scored, and we won that game. It was great. And like that interaction, it was also something I hadn't felt before in VR. And I played a bunch of VR things, but that sort of person like it it felt really good to grab onto another body as it was floating through space and like have myself dragged along in that now, way controls wise did you have uh, your hands on a controller or did you have those more haptic they're haptic it's the oculus okay, it's the oculus awesome. like half moons yeah yeah, yeah yeah so it's like literally like grab and pull and grab and pull See, that's great and then it's like hit him grab the ball from in front of him <laughs> like push off of him and go in the other direction turn and throw the ball and it felt really good um it was the oculus headset which means that my glasses barely fit in there which oh, is no. really frustrating yeah uh but but, you know, it was still a really fun time. Uh, there were a bunch of other demos that were very frustrating, and I'm very curious to see overall what VR feels like this year at E3. Um, we've said this a lot. VR has had a year to kind of prove itself. And there were times during this past, at that Judges Week thing, we were like, we got a really great narrative-based game for you. And like, all right, cool, tell me a story. And then it's a shooting gallery again. Ugh, and it's yeah. like, pick one of these 12 different guns and then shoot these robots. That's like, your story. Yeah, I which do what gun I've did you pick? Sh- right. I've <laughs> shot a lot of robots. No, it was like, go into this facility and kill these ice pirates. And like, <laughs> fuck, dog. Like, I've been killing ice pirates my whole life. <laughs> this is VR. I can't believe I don't you were kill- part of the genocide of the ice pirates, I didn't Austin. I all of the ice pirates. Wow. I just killed all of them in my entire life. That's I see. All. Okay. Um, That's fair. And then there was, there was a, a few other VR things that were just like... The people who make, who make raw data uh, are also making a game called Sprint Vector that they showed off at GDC, which is like a running game. Oh. Where you're like race, it's like it's like a kart racer in that there are power-ups and you're running and picking your power-ups and using them. And there are some cool controls there. But it's not on a treadmill. It's not on a treadmill. So oh. you're running your arms up and down and up oh and down. Oh, so my it's God. It's not for you, Danielle. All right. Um, and it was also just one of those vibes oh, of just like... A thing that it reminded me was that VR companies are often very new to this industry. Yes. Um, it, and I'm not – I think that their pride in their work is really good, but there was a level at which there were people who were, like, fake screaming at us and cheering us while we were racing. <laughs> and, like, no one cared. Everyone wanted to see the game. Everyone wanted to see the game. Like, how is this working? But there was, like, a whole tournament set up for this thing. And it was just like, oh, y'all don't know. Y'all don't know that this doesn't – that this looks like you're not convinced that your game can sell itself. Right. Uh, which is a shame because raw data sells itself. And, like, they didn't need people yelling at people while they were playing raw data. Raw data is just, like, it feels cool to shoot robots in VR and teleport around. Like, so I, it's interesting to me to see VR studios and developers and publishers, like, get their footing in terms of how do I sell this to somebody – uh, both, you know, the audience at home who can't play it and the people here who have to put it on and, like, figure out sometimes really difficult controls really quickly. Yeah. Um, any other VR stuff or any other other experimental stuff that anyone expects to be at this show? Hmm. More min- mid-sized small devs, right? Annapurna will be there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, obviously, Devolver is doing their thing outside of E3. There'll, there'll be, like, the there's like an indie mega booth equivalent. Yes. Uh, something like that there, which yep. is always fun. You know, it's fun to just... At E3, largely, when you walk around, it's hard to be surprised because you're mostly aware of everything that's going to show up. Um, there are some, you know, exceptions to that. Like, when you walk through, uh, like, Sony or Microsoft booth, sometimes there'll be, like, one booth assigned to, like, one <laughs> weird game um, that you've never heard of. And so that's always exciting is, like, if you can come away from the show with, like, one or two games that 
despite the fact that we're paid to do this, like you just, there's still no way to keep tabs and all that stuff. Um, it's always exciting to have like when you've got like your 45 minutes of downtime in between appointments and you're stuffing a shitty turkey sandwich into your <laughs> mouth. Uh, maybe you can find mm-hmm. something surprising along the way. I wonder if hmm, I, there's like for me, there's like so many known quantities that it never are the thing that I walk away from being excited, right? Like the thing that I always walk away from E3 being excited about is someone says, hey, you have to go play this thing. It's on a kiosk at the Sony booth or something. And mm-hmm. and I'm curious where certain things will show up, right? Like um, there was another game I played called Lethal League. Not Lethal League. Lethal League exists already. Laser League. Oh. Le- Lethal League is the one with baseball bats. Laser League is this new one. It's by the devs who did Ali Ali. Um, Perfect. Uh, who are really cool and their their game is I don't even know how to explain it it's super weird um the name of that dev is uh roll 7 and laser league is a is a team based game where you're like running around an arena that has like lasers in it obviously laser league and by default the lasers are not colored in they're not your color, your team's color or the enemy's team's color. But you go to it and say, no, now, now it's my color. And you're kind of doing Tron light cycles, but with lasers that are already set up in these different arena patterns. And it ends up being this really intense thing of mind games and special abilities. It's hard to explain without showing it to you, but it's really cool. That sounds And I rad. want that yeah. to be a thing where I walk past a booth and hear people cheering at the match that's happening. Um, it's just also one of those games that could be hard to explain to an E3 floor and get like competent teammates going because even in a private, in a closed space, it was hard to get like strategies going. So we'll see. You're gonna have to pay somebody for that. You know, Co- you're gonna pay have to me. be like, I know how that game works. Pay me as your coach. If you're <laughs> at E3, you find me, pull me E3. out of my meeting. I'll be at the Sony booth or wherever else. You grab me and you say, <laughs> Chief strategist. Yeah, chief strategist laser for your league. laser league team. So so do that for sure. All right, what else? Uh, let's let's actually think more broadly of stuff that we know will be there in some respect and, and what we think about it. Assassin's Creed. We took a year off. What's Assassin's Creed look like? The last this year? one was actually pretty good. I didn't. I, I feel like that's that? That was Syndicate. Okay. It was. It, I'm not saying it was a revelation. Uh, fine. But it was a lot Wait, better. Wait, that's a than... different Assassin's Creed. <laughs> <laughs> Assassin's Creed Revelation Seven. Okay. You know. Uh, yeah. I, I'm just so saying the curious. last one was actually pretty good. Do you think they the, shake it up, or do you think that, that, this is just a good Assassin's Creed game? I, I think that one was just a good Assassin's Creed. What about Creed this game. new one? What do you? This what do you new think? one, I don't know much about it. No one does. I'm, I'm gonna, just, you know, I'm just saying. I don't I'm, know much about it, so I can't, I can't get my little, my no, little magic eight ball out. Not yet. Okay. No one has. I any, mean, I think I would, I would like, you know, if they're, if they're not gonna make a direct sequel to Black Flag, which I still find utterly bizarre that they wouldn't build mm-hmm. on. Um, but I, I think aren't the rumors pegging this new one essentially being no the Black Flag team did um, did they do Syndicate? I think they worked on Syndicate yeah I'm pretty sure uh, anyway I, look I like Black Flag part of what <laughs> I enjoyed about Black Flag was not necessarily being on the high seas it was it, it regained that sort of sense of exploration yes. that I found uh, so pleasurable about the uh, I didn't play the first game I jumped in at two when people said hey it's good now. Um, <laughs> And and it was that sense of exploration and, and, and adventure that uh, that that's why you know two 
uh, Brotherhood and Black Flag are like my favorites in those series because like two uh, with Brotherhood I just wanted more of two so I was right. fine with it just being like a, pretty much a retread with like a really like the, the Brotherhood mechanic was was interesting um, and Black Flag like captured that sense of adventure again um, and and so I'm hoping we, 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 you know from what we understand it's like set in Egypt like they're gonna try and move it away from some of the mythology although apparently they're still gonna be present day stuff but <laughs> however that however that stuff falls like I. I care far less about the mythology and the actual storytelling as much as like that sense of adventure and being in a place because I play Assassin's Creed games because I like the fact that they spend tens of millions, hundreds of millions of dollars building meticulous, beautiful worlds that I get to explore that aren't like present day New York. Like it's not Los Angeles. Like it's somewhere that a video game should have no business spending that much money building. Um, But because it gets a sci-fi conceit, that's like the way they justify it. And I'm okay with that if I get to explore somewhere uh, I've never been. And so Egypt, that sounds interesting. That's not in video games. Um, I hope they're able to navigate um, the racial parts of that in a way that um, is, is, uh, if not satisfying, is at least like I can get through it. Um, Yeah, uh, the thing that's always frustrating there is like, there is stuff to dig into there if you wanted to. Yeah. Right? Like, Egypt has a very specific relationship with Europe, even in in, the, in ancient Egyptian times, the relationship with Greece and, like, what counts as an Egyptian and what counts as, as someone from Greece. Like, that stuff is fascinating. And, like, I would love for them to dig into that, even as, like, flavor. Like, yeah. even Like, there's a way to do that that, that like, recognizes that that was the way the culture was stratified that is not necessarily, like this is a game that's lecturing you about that stuff. Yeah, so. if you get to hang out with uh, Cleopatra, Cleopatra and Alexandria or something right, like right, that, right. That's, she's, that's the thing. she's not what you expect, that sort of thing, might yeah. be interesting. Yeah. You think she's an alien? Or she is an alien. Aliens, are they? They're, what are they? Are oh, they God. aliens? They What's the sort of, of Assassin's Creed? They're definitely from above. So gods, <laughs> aliens, <laughs> angels, you know, it's, it's all. Got it. <laughs> Good. Uh, also, uh, maybe is I think Wolf and New Wolf and Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Stein from Bethesda, I think that's the one, I think that's my bet. That's my Bethesda safe play. Well, because Bethesda's kind of a question mark right now, right? Like, yeah. yeah. I, like, I'm trying to think, like, what All are right. they currently... So they sent out this this invite that has been passed around now a bunch. That was like, uh, it was almost like Bethesda, it's Bethesda Land is what it was. It was like an amusement park map, basically. Yeah, it was like a really cute art. Yeah, it's, art. it's a really yeah, cute thing. And if you look at it, you're like, okay, well, there's Fallout. And maybe they'll do... Who knows if they're actually going to do anything for every game on this, but you recognize these are Bethesda's properties, both the, in terms of the development. Like, Fallout VR will be there, so yes, that's probably... Yes, good call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Ooh, that checkbox. Also on this, there's there's Dishonored. There's, like, the world of Dishonored. There's Skyrim stuff, very clearly, or, or Morrowind stuff. Doom. There's the Prey-like area. Prey just came out. Maybe there'll be some yeah. Prey DLC announced. Hell yes. Uh, there's The Doom. all-lesbian DLC. Right. That's what I'm waiting for. <laughs> there's Doom very clearly in this. Maybe Doom stuff, who knows? 
But then there's two areas that are, quote, under construction and one that I don't recognize at all. Did anybody ever figure out what that one is? Do you know the one I'm talking about, Patrick? So there, do you, do you want to hear? Do you want to hear the 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 four chan rumor that is almost assuredly wrong? Is it Starfield? But wouldn't it be cool if it was? Yeah. So Starfield. Yeah. The, well, the, the I've talked about Starfield for a minute. So star yeah. So Starfield is is the, the one bit of truth that it has. You know, if we're you know taking a gra- this part with a grain of salt, is that it was a trademark that Zenimax registered years ago. Yeah. The 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 four chan rumor, who claims to be a Bethesda insider or at least <laughs> okay. like familiar with their schedule um, is that Starfield is set in the Fallout universe but takes mm. place it's basically future sci-fi Fallout set in like a Mass Effect-y um, like going from planet to planet like right. like who the fuck wouldn't want that game to yeah, exist of course. but that sounds like the kind of thing a fan writes on a message board because who right. the fuck wouldn't want that game to exist so I'd love to be wrong I would love me too love but to be wrong about that the thing for me is like we've seen that Bethesda often will release uh, or like announce a game and then drop it that would be like all right starfield's coming out this year like i doubt it i so much more believe that a wolfenstein is coming out and i i don't if starfield is real i don't imagine that they'll announce it until the year it's ready to come out uh but maybe i'm wrong i don't know I guess they announced, you know, they announced Prey last year, and that came out in the, you know, the spring. Of... Right, but that's not their, it's not their dev studio, right? That's their publishing right. house, right? So correct. Yeah, correct. I don't know. Maybe, maybe we we'll see. I guess the how long has the Skyrim team? Or I guess the Skyrim team went on to do Fallout. Is that the same team, or is that a different team? Uh, no, it's, so there is. So they one thing is that you know there's, there's the, the primary, but that's the game studios. They, those, yeah, that, yeah, they yeah. made you know Skyrim, Morrowind, Fallout Three, Fallout Four. Yeah. Um, they uh, they did open a Bethesda Game Studios like Montreal mm. um, or something like that, but um, there was speculation that you know they were probably going to be working on like some of these mobile games. That sure, so there'll, be, there'll be another mobile game. So I think that I, my guess is that the success of Fallout Shelter means almost assuredly there will be a mobile game announced at uh, at E three this year. And so I guess I wouldn't oh, be shocked that makes if, sense. if uh, that see, was one of huh. them. Um, that makes me also, wonder if they're. Hmm. It's about time for an Evil Within sequel to be announced. Oh, um, good call. And, and that game showed a ton of promise that it just didn't really capitalize on, except in a few circumstances in that game. But it, I would love to play a sequel mm-hmm. to that game. Um, so I, I'm hoping there's an Evil Within too. That would be cool. I'd be I'd be happy to see that. Uh, what else is on the table? But God of War. Is anybody That'll... excited for it? I, mean, I know there was like a really great trailer last yeah. year. Great, you know, great. With a grain of salt, it was yeah, very, it was yeah. very murder dad Viking, it but murder dad it, Viking, it definitely true. looked interesting. It looked like a new direction for that series. I don't know. Is anybody here super into God of War or was super into God of War? I loved the first two, um, yeah. and and enjoyed three uh, as a spectacle. Um, so I'm, yeah, I'm, and I like the the direction they're taking with the new one. At least you know on paper, um, mm-hmm. uh, I, th- I think it's a smart way of bringing back a franchise. Rather than just making a straight sequel in the way Microsoft has done with Halo and Gears of yeah, War, for sure, which is basically saying like, okay, like if you've played God of War, we've got a lot of what you like about those games, but it's we're like tilting the perspective a bit, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it's like it's God of War, but like if we're gonna go make another one of these, like let's do something that feels like worth revisiting, yeah, um, uh, or a reason to revisit that series. So. Um, from what I understand, that game is still pretty far off, um, so people should temper. But my guess is we'll see like actual um, gameplay of that at E3 this year. And yeah, I'm I, I've always liked the God of War games, and uh, I'm so I'm I'm looking forward to seeing more of that. EA Star Wars game besides Battlefront, I think that shows up. I'm actually a little excited about that. Yeah, I'm not me too. Lie. That's uh, Amy Amy Henning who yes. had done a lot of work on Naughty Uncharted Dog stuff. 
she sort of uh, she was one of the first developers uh, yeah, on there to the work on the first two Uncharted, Uncharted games, yeah, right? Yeah. First three? No, she'd left at. She left. It's a little unclear. Last. Three is her three last. Is her last one. Three yeah, is her yeah. last. You're right. Three, I think Druckmann like co-wrote or was yeah, and then that sounds right. Yeah. Um. What else? Scorpio, obviously. Uh, What's up, Patrick? Well, uh, related to EA, um, yes. J- Jason Schreier, um, in he published oh. a big article about Mass Effect this week yeah. that I want you to read. Yep. Um, but yep. in uh, in addition to that, you know, he discusses in the article about um, uh, another Bioware game called Dylan, which has yep. long been rumored to be Bioware trying to make something Destiny-like as a shorthand, whatever that ends up meaning. <laughs> and Jason, in a NeoGAF thread, said you will see that very, very, very soon, which mm. implies to me that that game will probably show up uh, at E3. Um, and so I'm definitely curious to see what Bioware's take on something like that is, especially yeah. because uh, Mass Effect Andromeda, for all its problems, it was built by a different Bioware studio than the studio that built uh, Mass Effect uh, 1, 2, and 3, and although there was a lot of creative exodus after that series finished, including Casey Hudson, who left after getting Dylan off the ground, um, <laughs> uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of talent there yeah. um, that worked on a lot of games that people loved a lot, and so them working on something, I want like whatever that team is working on next, um, even though Andromeda was a disappointment, I think that could be yeah, something really interesting. Do you think that they like that they do the kind of like sneak in the, the way of pitching that game is like these are the people who made the games you love. These are the people who made the good Mass Effects. <laughs> they don't say like, like, you know, they're not gonna. I, I could see them throwing the Andromeda team under the yeah, bus. Yeah, they in that literally way. say this is Bioware that didn't make Andromeda. Well, they'll like, say that, but they're gonna say like you know the people behind the games you know and love, like the, well, it could be like from, from, the, from the creators of the like of, of, of like the original the, the original, original Mass Effect trilogy. trilogy. Right, exactly, yes. exactly. <laughs> Uh, any other big things? Scorpio, I, I think we'll probably see a headset from Microsoft. My gut says we'll probably see an announcement that there that Scorpio will work with multiple headsets or that, that Xbox One will work with multiple headsets and not just whatever one has the X logo on it. As long as it doesn't have right. the PS logo on it, yes. Right, correct, <laughs> yes, good. Yeah. Beyond Good and Evil 2? N- oh. No. Oh. Already, yeah, he's already I said know. it's not going to be there. Okay, right. okay. What else? Is there um, anything? This is here's a, here's a question. And I'll make it brief. But yeah. is there anything specific to Scorpio that folks are excited about besides the hardware? Is, are there any titles I'm, that anybody's the thing super that's frustrating into? Is okay. So and Patrick can back me up on this because we both did a lot of reporting around the PS4 yeah. uh, Pro yes. on the lead up to it. Everyone I talked to in the lead up to PS4 Pro, all the devs I talked to for background reporting, for source reporting, were not excited about it. <laughs> they didn't do enough to get them excited about a thing. The rollout in terms of what the unit was, in terms of what the specs were, was too too late for people to really get their heads around it quickly enough uh, in terms of when they needed to start enacting stuff. I, no one I spoke to at any event or, or privately was like, this is going to, to be a big improvement. A number of devs I've spoken to have been excited about Scorpio, but they haven't really given me good reason to understand, outside of vague, like, it's powerful and I can do stuff with this, what that might look like. And I'm curious to see how Microsoft will pitch it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see how they balance between, like, here's what Scorpio can do, but also realizing, like PlayStation 4 Pro, they're not leaving the, you know, the Xbox One behind. And so uh, the difference between PS4 Pro and PlayStation 4 games is noticeable. If you play like a game like Neo, like, the frame rate's a lot faster. Like, Horizon um, is definitely a prettier game on the Pro, but it's not, like, make or break. It's not, like, I feel like I'm not getting the same game. Mm-hmm. And Scorpio is such... From what I understand, a uh, much larger leap. I'm just curious how that plays out. Um, like, what are those differences going to be? If they're all 4K, 
like that's a little easier to swallow. But if it's like, hey, your frame rate doubles, um, uh, <laughs> right. I, that's going to be interesting. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I just because I don't, I, I'm not much of a tech person. You know, it's always going to be me being sold on the games. Like, oh, right. this, this Forza this has a 12 planets of amazing roads mm-hmm. you can actually drive on, and they're all fun, and they weren't randomly generated. Whatever. I'm, I'm completely <laughs> speaking hypothetically here, but something like that is something where the processing power is right. used to make something right. amazing. And Crackdown 3. Yeah, Crackdown 3. I have no idea what they're going to show. Buildings exploding. Crackdown 3. <sighs> Uh, more zombies, State of Decay 2. Like, I, I don't know <laughs> yeah. what the pitch is there. Better looking cars, cars that we will fetishize even more intensely. Car- cars you can have sex with. That's it. That's Do you it. Think, uh, Scorpion. Uh, someone announces that a Player Unknown's Battlegrounds is coming exclusively yes. to their console. Yeah, that dude's definitely oh. going to be on a stage, right? I think, he's on the, I think he's on yeah. the Xbox stage. Me too, I'm I, with you. Player X uh, Xbox, Xbox is the only one that has a, an early access program, which weirdly Sony still does not. Yeah, that's kind of um, weird. Yeah, I think that's a big sell on, for Xbox. People just shouting, people screaming. Someone's going to take out, a, just shoot blanks in the air. <laughs> Somebody will shoot a chicken. There it is. You want. If you check under your seat right now, you'll <laughs> all get a chicken, chicken dinner. dinner. Yeah, uh-huh. Is this where we reveal we've been secretly contracted by Microsoft to do a, <laughs> a stream of Battlegrounds? Crowbar and Sickle. Crowbar and Sickle are coming to the Xbox press event. <laughs> we aren't. We No, they did not reach out. They did not make oh. that, that oh. offer. Yeah. Yet. Microsoft. Exactly. Scooter, you hear us. Okay. What if what what if they what if they end up announcing that for Xbox and then we said we couldn't do any streams of Battlegrounds, but then like they have it set up at one of their booths oh, and they're they like, Do you want to stream up? your experience? <laughs> Oh. I'll clear schedule space for it. Let me look at my schedule. What can I drop? <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to do that. <laughs> we'll figure it out, Patrick. There's some stuff here where just we're walking around and talking. Fuck that. Let's go do some battlegrounds. Crowbar and sickle. Uh, last couple of things. You know, let's, let's just take two quick questions. Okay. I like this question. This one comes in from Wes from Memphis who says... I've gotten a bit more and more cynical over the years about what E3 is and represents, but even still, every year I can't help but engage on some level with the cycle of speculation and hype. I've been doing this for half my life now. I'm 31. Many of the predictions I make are, I think, sensible. Some are very obvious shit posts, <laughs> but there are always a few long shot predictions I genuinely, dearly wish would happen, despite knowing they definitely won't. Advance Wars makes my list every year for exactly oh. this reason. This will be the year, I say. Surely, it's time. <laughs> It isn't. <laughs> My question to you is, what are your advance wars? As people in positions to make sensible or just jaded, uh, to be sensible or just jaded about E3 more than most, what do you still let your heart get broken over? 3D uh, platformers. 3D platformers. Really great. You're going to get Mario Odyssey hey, this year. I, this is this is the one year out of what? How many years ago is 3D World? Four years ago? Yeah, but you got to grow up last year. I get one every like couple of years. I think they're out there. They're just not good. Sorry. Well, that's why I said really great ones. Yeah, fair. That's fair, why fair, I said fair. really great ones. Rob, what about My you? Eyes, or Patrick, go ahead. Uh, bully 2. Bully 2. Oh. Okay. You're going to let your heart get broken over Bully oh. 2. Bully broke your heart. Mm-hmm. Rob. I shouldn't even want this anymore. It's such a bad idea. <laughs> but, damn it, I wonder whatever became of those nice Kane and Lynch boys. Oh, I wonder, wow. I wonder what fucked up heists are happening in the developing yeah, okay. world. You know? Huh. Good question. Um, I bet you they're not going well. No. <laughs> no. What would I? What would like make me hyped? The last time it happened was Phantom Dust, mm. and y'all saw where that went. So, 
I don't know. Like, what would actually move me? I feel like my heart is cold. Heart cold as assassins. No, because you, you played Zelda and your heart was warm. Yeah, but I saw it. I was like, oh, it looks pretty good. Like, my heart can be warm by a game. Yeah. Because like, I got one of those. I got one of those last year with the complete surprise reveal of Resident Evil Seven being a first person, like yeah. more or less reboot with VR. Like it's yeah. like literally someone like went into my soul and said, "We made the game that you said <laughs> we, you. you wanted us to make," yeah. and then it turned out awesome and was like really good. So I actually got to have that experience yeah. last year. Like that's, um, and I would love to have that with Silent Hill, but oh, that'd be uh, cool. I don't. I'd like to, I'd like you to have that moment, Patrick. Yeah. I don't think you're yeah. gonna get it. I know we're no Konami ain't here for you. Oh. I mean, they'll make another Silent Hill. I just don't think I'm gonna get the Silent Hill I want. You don't like pachinko machines? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think you're probably right. So unfortunately, I think I, yeah, I don't know. I think I, real talk. I've gotten a lot of good games in my life. I've gotten a lot. Like the last yeah. few years have been really good for the sorts of things I like. I've got a lot of cyberpunk games. I've got a lot of mech games. I've gotten some great RPGs. I've gotten some really good shooters. And like, it's hard for me to be like to complain that there my some some game need isn't being met it's just that they're being met often in small ways all throughout the year and not like some big E3 reveal wait i can complain i can remember an era when like sim games were kind of accessible and like mm-hmm. major publishers would make them like ubisoft yeah. would like pour a shit ton of money into a u-boat sim uh, the silent <laughs> hunter series and they'd be uh-huh. like yo who here is hype about a u-boat simulation game uh, set in the Battle of the Atlantic. And I'm like, hell yeah. And the problem is that, like, as the industry has shifted, it used to be that would bring, like, half a room to their feet at E3, I would no. bet. And, like, now <laughs> if it was like, and we are bringing back Silent Hunter. And I'd be, like, right. on my feet. I'd be like, hell yeah. I'd be looking around. Everyone's like, what the fuck is a Silent Hunter? Like, is this, <laughs> is this like, one of the big Buck Hunter things? Like, yeah. are, they, are they bringing that back? <laughs> But it's like, stealth buck hunter, yeah, exactly. But I've like gotten so nostalgic for sim games that normal humans could play because like everything is gone in this um, like DCS uh, like Drew Scanlon yeah, yeah, direction yeah, yeah. where it's uh-huh. like, no man, I don't want to like fly these planes. I want to spend like forty five minutes doing a startup routine. Right, that's on not where tarmac. You, but that's not where you're at. You do want to fly these planes. I want to fly these planes. I want to hunt like Royal Navy destroyers in the icy cold waters of the northern. Atlantic like that's what I want to be doing but I also don't want to have to like take a 200 level course on like (laughs) U-boat uh, like U-boat management and like you know acoustic acoustic sensors to be able to play that and yet that's kind of where things are at so like I don't know I'm like there's always this part of me that's like I wonder what they're doing with the longbow franchise these days nothing Rob no one no one is I'm they I don't think they're going to show up on a stage, but you killed all the ice pirates. That's I killed all the what ice it pirates. was, Austin. That's true. I got rid of all the it's ice pirates. It's actually your fault. I am really reaching. I'm like trying hard at my heart of hearts to be like, what thing could be resurrected or what series has been put aside. Like put aside. I'd be really excited if Cyberpunk um, showed up from CD Projekt Red. Yeah. I don't think it will. Uh, I think Fighter. it was probably no, no. Like I like Tie Fighter. Tie Fighter was a dope game. I- I'm good. Like. Make a good game. I'll play it. I'll be excited when it's played. But like the, seeing the words "Tie Fighter" on a screen aren't gonna isn't gonna get me hyped. You're not gonna be standing up cheering next to Rob with his Silent Hunter for a time. Right. Tie uh, you know, I'll stand up and cheer for Rob. If Silent Hunter shows up on a stage, I'll. Yep. You'll be there. That's for my. <laughs> that's for there. Rob. Yeah. It, Silent it Hunter. It was for Rob. Submarines. But, it's there. but like that's for Rob. That's yeah. not. 
for I, me. I get like, it. Video games make us lots of promises, and there are promises that I'm willing to, like, give into, or at least I really empathize or sympathize when people really do get it. Like, when a new Mario game comes out, even though I'm not a big 3D platformer person, like, that means something for people that suggests a certain level of of craft and attention and budget and, and time will go into this. But it's rare that something like... My name alone, outside of Phantom Dust 2, uh, will, will win that for me. I think I've had too many Prey 2s break my heart, you know? <sighs> That's all. But then the real Prey came along, and it was so wonderful. I, yeah, okay. So good. I believe you. Goaty. We're having the discussion now. We're not having the discussion now. <laughs> we don't have time. I understand. I just need to play back any time you talked about Zelda to win that conversation. No, you're right. I'm playing that again now, too. I know. It's good. It's, I think Prey is good, too. I think for, both for the great. record, we're both we both like They're both great. games. <laughs> Yeah, but I don't know. I, I'm. This is like hurting me, not having an answer for this question. I wish I'd had an answer. For it's this also question. how many E3s have you covered at this point? Not enough. That's a, not enough for that to be a thing with me. Really? I think it, I think it only takes a couple before it's yeah. like, all right, the E3 sheen. Yeah. Kind of falls. We were talking about this in the kitchen a few minutes ago. Sure. Talking about how it's like Vegas with dirt bags, but not the fun kind of dirt bags. Yeah. It's like a very. <laughs> it's such a business event, and once it you is. once you. Well, you know, and, kind of understand that once, you, once you're once you not just immersed in a world of exciting video games and you actually see, like, okay, I understand what you're doing yeah, here. Yeah, this yeah. is marketing, and that's interesting, certainly, but it's not hitting you on the same emotional level, I there, think. There are things that I love about E3 sure. when they're done the way that I like them done. Um, Bethesda's event was really strong for me because yeah. it did a thing that I don't often see, which is they let developers get out and pitch their game. Like when Harvey Smith went out and pitched Dishonored 2 last year and explained what the dev team's um, you know, process was and explained what their intentions were and what they were going for and how they were going about trying like to explore They did fly-throughs through levels. Fly like beautiful through, right, like right, level right. design Deeply kind of stuff. Deeply evocative yes, yes. And, and also really uh, thoughtful explanations of, of what they were trying to do that stuff, I love that stuff. But I, I don't know that that's, like, great for most people. And instead, the kind of PlayStation model of the last couple of years of, like, swelling orchestra, huge screen, here is a trailer that really touches you, and that's it. I, I get why that works better, and I expect more of that stuff. But that stuff's just never going to hit me that way. Yeah. Put someone up there who's, like, is going to don't, – don't just put the words TIE Fighter up there. Put someone up there who's going to pitch me why a TIE Fighter game in 2017 really means something and, like – sells me on a vision like and maybe I'll I'll get excited you know but the I just don't have anything in my catalog that's like I need another one of those you that's know who it. has a vision Austin if you want Tell visions my, David oh. Cage has a vision oh yeah. yeah well that's been Waypoint Radio <laughs> fuck David Cage no David Cage has ambition and Detroit. and has made some stuff that I have played through that's my take yep um, I'm, right th- I'm right there with you. David Cage has made some stuff that I have defended in the past. I was a, a, a heavy rain apologist. I kind of am too. Um, I, I have issues with it, but but I liked Same. it largely. Um, I did. Had, there were a few sections of Beyond Two Souls that I liked. The party is really cool. It's y- a really cool yeah. scene. Um, but then last year, that scene that Detroit demo where it felt like Cage did not have a clear understanding of the genre space he was working in was very frustrating. Also, he needs to stop introducing his new characters in these weird, like, faux tech demo teasers mm-hmm. that are super <laughs> weird. Like, why is the protagonist for this new game the sexy robot girl that had to, like, plead and beg for her life? Like, her name was Kara. In that Thank trailer? you. Her name was Kara, <laughs> and she didn't want to be a robot slave. 
And then that nice man who built her and was kind of hitting on her yeah. and wasn't maybe so nice, like, decided, I won't erase your memory. You can stay a conscious robot. Is she actually in that game? Is she actually in Detroit? She's the she detective, ma'am. No, she not the detective I saw in the demo last year. It was a I dude. I swear to God, this is... Dude detective. It was a dude detective yeah. robot, not a lady detective robot. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, maybe she's in it also. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe they're one and the same. Maybe there's a branching path and yeah. you'll wind up as one or the other. Who knows? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. One more question. One more question right. coming in from... This was, this was quick. We'll just do two more questions. This one comes in from, from Mac who says, Hey, Waypoint, long time, first time. Is VR finally in the process of fucking off? <laughs> I don't. I don't think it is. Well, I think it might. I think this E three is going to be another testing ground for like, can they make? Can they convince people that Relevance, yeah. a year later it's still relevant? It still deserves to be on a stage. It still deserves your attention, even if maybe it's not. Like, there are lots of games that end up on stages that don't don't necessarily make big financial splashes, but are prestige products. Um, dreams was on a stage a few years ago. I don't think anyone thought that Dreams was going to sell millions and millions and millions of copies, but it was like a cool thing and people at Sony believed in it and wanted to show it off. And I can see VR taking that space a little bit, Um, but, you know, we'll see. All right, one more actual one here from Jonathan who says, uh, do you know who makes up the live audience for major press conferences these days? Uh, E.g., how many gaming press slash mainstream press slash investors of retailers, uh, uh, YouTubers, invited fans, non-journalism influencers, and other company employees? I get more and more skeptical when announcements get uh, unanimously ecstatic cheers from what sounds like, to me, like an on-cue applause. It feels at least slightly less authentic than, say, some of the leaked reactions we've seen to surprise guest appearances or trailers or Comic-Con discussion panels. Uh, P.S. I distinctly remember one time a couple of years ago after Ubisoft's press conference, Ubi had a guy interviewing, quote, random fans about their reactions on their own post-conference stream. The first guy he pulled aside, asked his impressions, was one of Ubi's PR guys in Canada I had met at multiple press events before. He loved it. That's alleged. That's according to writer Jonathan. That's not me. I didn't say that. I'm not making that claim. Anyways, thanks and keep up the good work. I think it's a mix. It's always been a mix and is still a mix. I think. Sony's gone out of their way to do more fans than, than normal. Yeah, a there's big... usually, like, fan rows, yeah. basically, at Sony yeah. press events. When I used to go with a much smaller site, I would be mixed in a lot more often mm. with investors, like, at, at small game demos or something, you know, in a room of, like, 12 people right, when right. you go in and you get shown something, and those are very different. It is a very different atmosphere when you're yeah. with German you know, <laughs> seventy year old who's like, well, I I don't know if my kids are gonna like right. this. I don't know, whatever. What's what the, the ROI hell is this on this? Shit yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, journalists who maybe are exhausted and or hungover, but generally are <laughs> positive, fairly positive, or, or that, fairly interested in what's going. That on. rad lady from the Bethesda conference last year who just like loved. Uh, uh, I think it was Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah. Like, boy, she loved Elder Scrolls Online. She's real into it. It's a, it's such a fine line, and I I recognize my own hypocrisy here because. Her reactions were genuinely moving to me. Like the fact that someone was that excited about Elder Scrolls Online made me happy for them. Yeah. Um, but it can also feel the other way, where it's like, oh, don't don't lace the crowd with people just to get cheap pops. Like, I want people to earn applause. There are moments that should be applauded at events, and I want like, and I again, there's this is not internally consistent. I don't <laughs> think that this is a defensible position, but I, in my heart of hearts, I want people to earn the standing ovation separate from. Just it's they're there and you like the thing. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't that's know. fair. 
I mean, this is going to be the first E3, or at least the first E3 in a very long time that has an entire fan component. Totally. Isn't that correct? So totally. I, I wonder if it's going to be a little bit different. I don't think those, I don't think that the, I don't think your E3 badge gets you any access to. Right, right. The actual the major press events. Yeah, press, but the, I, the I guess in events. terms of being on the show floor yes. and who is going to be freaking out about something versus who's going to be like, all right, I got my yeah, notebook. Yeah, I'm really I'm curious about here, that. But here's my notebook. Like, I'm really yeah. curious if we get more smiling faces in the line to play Battlefront yes. 2 than what we would normally get, which is like, oh my god, I should have made this appointment and I didn't make this appointment. <laughs> but I told my editor I was going to write about Battlefront neutral. 2. Yes. Right, exactly. That practice, that <laughs> sort of like, this is interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of dragging myself here as someone who often just to, like, what do you think of it? I thought it was interesting. I'm definitely going to talk about it with someone. Oh, yeah. That's all I got to say. Good luck. Have a good show. Yeah. Like versus fans who could be, I had a great time. And I don't know, maybe E3 needs a little bit of that because yeah. it hasn't had an energy the way I think it may have had in the past. So yeah. I think that's going to do it for us. If you have questions not about E3 because <laughs> it'll be a while before we get to those, uh, send them to gamingadvice.com. I mean, I guess, look, if you have questions about the stuff happening at E3, you can also send those to gamingadvice.com because we'll look at those before we record the podcast that we do uh, next week at E3. Again, you can find all of the stuff that we do at waypointadvice.com, and you can find all the stuff that we do during E3 at waypointadvice.com. You'll also be able to listen to the podcasts that we drop and also see the videos that we do uh, at waypointadvice.com, at youtube.com slash waypointadvice. We'll be live streaming while we're there every night at twitch.tv slash waypoint. Follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash waypoint, facebook.com slash waypointvice. You'll get updates from there. We're planning to, to like do a lot of video, and most of that will go up on our YouTube. Again, youtube.com slash waypointvice. And look for that stuff because I, I've looked at our schedule, and it is – It's a, a little bananas. It's a little bananas. <laughs> I think Danica might dry, drag Patrick to – Koreatown. Oh, I hope so. And do some anime shit. I, I don't, truly hope so. I think that might happen. So I that's, think that needs to happen. Also, the place we're staying in has a haunted... Yeah, you're staying in a haunted mansion. We're staying in a haunted... With if a I look at my calendar, room. it says next week, it says at the top of the thing, like, stay at Eclectic Mansion in LA. <laughs> it has a doll room. God. Patrick told us he wants to stay in the doll room. He's going to sleep there. He wants to he sleep, has to sleep in under the, doll, the dolls. Under the dolls. Yeah. Covered in dolls. Yeah, yeah. They're, their eyes have to all be facing him or something's wrong. Exactly. You know? So yeah. we're going to shoot a lot of video. So look I forward to that. I can stay in my apartment, right? No, have you have to stay in the second doll room. Right. And it only has one doll, but it's the second doll ever made. Oh, my God. That's why it's called the second doll oh room. Oh, my God. It's haunted. So I'll wow. just stay at my, yeah, my place. No. Makes, yeah, sounds good. Uh, You're I like, I'm going to stay at a park bench, oh, you can, actually. Oh, you can yeah. stay there, but you have to take the doll. <gasps> nope. No, 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 no. It's going to be like a, a That's part of it. We already signed the Airbnb oh, thing with the whole thing to get the deal where they Got said, him. one of you must take the doll. And we were like, oh, Rob. Rob lives in LA. It'll be easier to give him the doll. Yeah, he has less of a commute with that doll. Less of a commute with the doll. You know? We don't want to take the doll onto the he plane. It's the whole thing. No, exactly. It goes to yeah. Rob. Uh, so look forward to all of that. Uh, Danielle will be here. Mike Diver will be in, in the UK. Both of y'all we'll have, will be. We'll have Natalie as well. Natalie will be here also, um, <laughs> doing the home team stuff. So, so yeah, home team. Keep it, keep it moving. Keeping articles popping up. I shout just outs. got excited for our home team. Like I'm, yeah. I'm wearing a little softball jersey. Yeah. I'm, I'm batting. You know. Shout outs in advance excited. to our freelancers who are going to be hustling all next week, and uh, shout outs to Tim for producing this episode. You can find Tim on the internet at Tim Barnes four five one. That's true, and you can find. <laughs> info on Bowen, who does the song Miss You, our theme song, at waypoint.com slash B-O-E-N. Look out for that, too. Give it a listen. It's a good, that's a good song to get pumped for E3, I think. It is. That whole album is actually really good for, for some E3 vibes. So, miss so, You, E3. Miss, miss You, E3. <laughs> 
Miss me. No, I'm, I'm excited about E3. So we will talk to you very soon. We'll probably talk to you tomorrow if you're listening to this on Friday. If you are not listening to this on Friday, hey, look, scroll up on your phone or whatever, and look, there's another episode probably stuff. ready to listen to. Catch you in the future. Danielle, what do we say to him on Friday? Be good. Be good at it. Peace. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com work. Shopify.com work.